1: Um. Not too much. Not not too many. No. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but um, typically what I do is I know I said this before. I really don't care. But wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. You really don't care about what what people are gonna say. Okay.
1: I care about STDs. Okay,
3: okay, okay.
2: -hmm. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. I am back this week with an amazing guest. You guys, Full Transparency is created for those who want to see conversations between successful entrepreneurs and people who are just doing great things in life. So I created this uh, where we'll be having conversations with some of my successful friends and other people who have gone out and they have accomplished something great in their lives. But the difference is... We're gonna give you a bird's eye view. We're gonna let you be a fly on the wall. You don't have to ask for it. I am giving it to you, fully transparent. And today we have the CEO of Rich and Unemployed, my new friend, Jonathan, Are we here friends? with us. <laughs> Are we friends? We're friends now. Hey, We're man. about to be friends. I love it. You love it? I love it for us. Do you have a lot of friends? Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: do you have any friends?
1: I have I have a lot of friends. I do. I grew up with a lot of people, um, new people that I've been coming across. So it's building up. Mm. But um, I'm pretty, I'm anti-social.
2: You're anti-social?
1: I could be, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
2: Well, we got to be real social right now. Is that cool?
1: That is very fine.
2: I want you to start off, though, telling me about this brand, Rich and Unemployed. What does that mean?
1: Rich and Unemployed. um, It's about being free. It's about not having a boss. It's about not working for anyone. It's about living out your dreams. So with me, um, it's two different words. It's rich. You know, it could, anybody could have their own meaning. Mine is um, rich spiritually, rich in abundance of everything. Um, Women, food, um, life, (laughs) unemployment, unemployed, Basically, I, I told myself i will never work for anybody again, mm-hmm. and I'm standing on that. Mm-hmm. So I created the brand, um, and, I, and the idea came from my past life, which was um, I went to prison for fraud, and while I was sitting in prison, I didn't want to be known as a scammer because I'm not a scammer, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just trying to find different ways to like, you know, art- articulate myself and um, express myself, like, mm-hmm. but. So it was finesse's only club. It was rich and unemployed. I also had fraud, which is finally rich after unstoppable <laughs> determination. So um, I'm just bouncing off the uh, like ideas of, you know, the life I used to live. Mm-hmm. And um,
2: so in the life that you used to live, were you a, were you a scammer then?
1: No, no, no. I just I did something that a scammer would do, but I I, I finessed a situation. I ain't a cheater.
2: I just did something that a cheater would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> You Um, just finesse the situation. I just finesse the situation. So what do you do with Rich and Unemployed? How does that make money?
1: Well, um, the umbrella starts with the podcast, and then um, I find different ways to make money, the merch. Um, The podcast is the main thing, though. I made my first $100 after, like, eight months of having the podcast, and I just said, you know what? I'm going all in. This is what I'm going to do.
2: Wait a minute, because before the podcast, I saw the Rich and Unemployed brand. Mm -hmm. So you started that. With mm-hmm. apparel. Yes. That was the first thing that you offered? hmm Is the apparel, like, popping? It's out in these streets? It is, yeah. It yeah,
1: is. It's, it's doing good, but it, it could do better, for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I have so many moving parts to the brand that um, I just need to put people in position to run it for me. Mm. Yeah.
2: I want to talk about the business behind this um, personality, because you have a whole lot of personality. Thank you. I watch all of your clips online, mm-hmm. and I see you talk... Um, to very interesting guests, and you have very interesting (laughs) conversations. Mm -hmm. But before we even get to that, I want to talk about, because right now I see you're traveling, you're talking about, you're teaching podcasting now. Mm -hmm. So is this a new lane for you? Are you moving into the mentorship space?
1: Yes. Um, I got it from Dave, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I feel like I bring something new to the podcast game, and I need to teach it. But it's it's really from a marketing standpoint. Um, How I do it, I feel like anybody can do it. But you have to just understand psychology of mm-hmm. the human brain. And that's how I approach it. Mm-hmm. So the, the way that I post, the way that I um, do my podcast, it's all psychological. It's all well thought out.
2: Mm-hmm. And when you say that everything is like a strategy, I believe right now, would you consider Rich and Unemployed's podcast a relationship podcast? No. <laughs> what is
1: it? Um, well, it's, it's financial literacy for one. And then. Um,
2: financial what?
1: I interview, (laughs) it is, I interview now on the, on the, on the the internet, on Instagram, you won't see that because those are not spicy enough. So I draw people in with these conversations to have them go watch, you know, my full episodes. But the main, how I started off was I interviewed rich and unemployed people, entrepreneurs. That was, but I felt like I wasn't being my true self. Because I'm, not, I don't just talk business all day. I actually talk to all type of people: strippers, scammers, trappers, people in the streets, all type of walks of life. So the base of it was financial literacy, and then I had to expand to different these um, different ideas that I had.
2: Now I'm, I'm hardly able to contain myself right now because out of everything that I've seen, I've not even seen you talk about financial literacy. You won't ever. see that
1: because I, at first, if you go all the way down, I what I was doing that, but it wasn't getting. The engagement that I wanted.
2: Oh, okay. So we code switched for some engagement. Yes. All right. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So you say it's a financial literacy podcast.
1: Let me know. It's the ba- it's, it's part of it. A portion of it to okay. be financial literacy. Yeah.
2: Well, who's the last person you talk to about finances?
1: Um, or literacy for that
2: matter. <laughs> <laughs> Runway billionaire. He was there. He was talking money. Mm-hmm. He was giving some game.
1: Good game. Good okay. game. Yeah.
2: But the majority of the podcast talks about what?
1: They all, they all even out because every week I have a episode about financial literacy. I have an episode talking to women. I have an episode, me just speaking about my life in general. And then I have an episode with a round table of people just speaking about all their thoughts and ideas. Mm. So it's an even balance. Is it? It is.
2: What do you most know for?
1: Um, I guess the toxic things that <laughs> the, the, my toxic conversations with myself and the things that I I speak about. And then the women coming on my show, speaking about relationships and how they view relationships. And yeah,
2: I get that. And, um, so when I started this podcast, the motivation behind it was, so on social proof, you get a very different Donnie on social proof. You see, Mm -hmm. what do you think is different?
1: Donnie's sexy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't be sexy on social proof. What? What? Tell me more.
1: Just, you're just too dominant. Uh Um, too, uh, just like you're just so ready to like, you know, get out what you got, want to say. Um, so firm, Mm. which is not a bad thing. That's just you in that situation. So I just didn't look at you like that. Mm. Not saying I'm looking at you like that now, but Mm. I'm just like the way you're blinking eyes and looking at me straight in the eye and your Mm. your, your tone of voice and Mm -hmm. just different, different Donnie.
2: Got you. So as I was saying, when I started Full Transparency, the motivation behind it was for me to be able to be more of who I am. So on Mm -hmm. Social Proof, you get the dominant side. You get the business coach. You get that person who's about her business. I'm no nonsense because Mm -hmm. those are entrepreneurs who need to get what they need to get in that 60 to 90 minutes that we're there. Mm -hmm. But in Full Transparency, I wanted this to be more of like, what do y'all talk about? behind the scenes? What do I Mm -hmm. enjoy talking about? What do I want to know about you? Right. And there's so much that I want to know about you. What motivated you? First of all, to even start the podcast, to go from apparel to podcasting, because if I'm looking at you, if I, if I'm being honest, as I always am, it feels like a relationship podcast. It feels like not even a relationship podcast. Cause nobody ever really seems to be in a, in like a healthy relationship on your, <laughs> on your podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't want to get the advice on relationships <laughs> from there. Okay. But it feels like, um, it's very sexual. It's very flirty. It's very, um, toxic even, But I feel like you have found a lane and the motivation really was just to capitalize off of the BS that, you know, people are going to tune into. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate?
1: Very accurate. I know what people want to see. It's not it's not what I want. It's what the people want. Mm -hmm. So the first time that I ever went viral was a woman saying that she couldn't date a man that made less than 100 K or even I think 100 K. And once I seen that went viral and people went crazy. I just rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet this is what I want. This is what I like. All right, let me just keep giving it to you. Because at first it was just entrepreneurship and the the brand was growing, but not as fast. But once I started putting out the toxicity (laughs) through the roof, all right. (laughs) How
2: do you feel about how the message relates like to the culture? Do you care?
1: No, I do care. Um, The thing is, this is real life and people need to understand, like people really think like this. Mm -hmm. It's not just perfect out here. Like this is real life scenario. These are real women speaking about their thoughts. So this is like an educational podcast. i would say not oh. relationship it's educational oh. because you can get a piece of education from you can learn a lot from me just watching me you can see how i talk to women how i move with women how i flirt with women you could even learn how to date just sitting there just watching me you know sitting sipping wine and you can learn from the women that these are the type of women i probably don't want it because these these women that i'm bringing on only fan chicks and a lot of guys gravitate towards women just because of looks and if you think this is what you want, but you never even heard these type of women speak, you never been around these type of women. Like now, you change your mindset. Like okay, maybe I don't want these type of women. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to go for like the wholesome church woman or something.
2: What type of woman do you go for? Your type. <laughs> you knew that was
1: coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what type of woman do you go for?
1: Um, right now I'm just open. Um, I deal with different type of women, and it's not just a set set in stone type of situation i deal with i don't typically talk to like strippers or nothing like that um <laughs>
2: you don't date them but
1: i don't date or talk to them not saying there's nothing wrong with them but you sleep um, with them i've had in the past
2: just no conversation no dinner no breakfast
1: no i have dinner and breakfast i treat all the women the same depending on if i mean it don't it don't matter on their profession uh-huh. so i treat all the women the same depending on you know just who the person is but um my type of women um I like confident women mm-hmm. um women that you know just have something going on that you know can hold conversations. typically, the women that um really that's not on my level, we really just don't make it anywhere like it'll be like a sexual thing it it really don't go past that
2: Those are the type of women you go for
1: those are the type of women I, that don't last.
2: Oh, okay. The type but the of woman- confident woman who has something going on. Yeah. So it is my type. hmm I would run you through the ground. You say that. I promise you. Okay. I promise you. I'm- and I would do it for fun just because of who you are. I would love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it for absolute pleasure just to show you that you can be humbled. Because you be on your podcast talking super recklessly. hmm Like there was this. My favorite interview, even though it was so desperate, there was a young lady you had on the podcast, and your girl wanted to give it to you on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Uh, it's, it's a couple of them, but. Oh, my God.
2: Cute chick, and she kept licking her lips. It seems like every time the camera flashed to you and then the shot came back to her, she had more and more cleavage showing. She was, like, all over it. It was like, if you ready, I'm mm-hmm. ready to turn the cameras off. hmm and I think I heard you say this particular young lady um her boyfriend was in the audience or mm-hmm. in the studio with y'all. Yeah. How, what?
1: Yeah, he left. He stormed out.
2: What do you mean? <laughs>
1: he stormed out. Uh <laughs> he couldn't take it. At first it was he was it was like the first hour, you know, we were just having casual conversation and then um she drank a lot and
2: uh yes she was drinking a lot
1: she was drinking a lot mm-hmm. she was drunk before because she was nervous she was like i was nervous so i drunk before i got here and then i gave her wine on top of that so she started you know getting her mood and she was like oh you smell good and we started talking about sex and boyfriend was like yo what what how long is it gonna be
2: and he <laughs> wait just, while y'all recording yeah
1: he stormed out and um after that she got that's when that those clips i was posting like she was getting real flirtatious
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um i had posted a clip on my story about um like she had, like, pulled me on top of her. I was trying to do, like, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, yo, what? just take a picture with me. She's, like, like, climbing on, and she kissed me, like, on the cheek.
2: and <gasps> While her posted, boyfriend is there? He
1: was outside, but I posted it, and she called me the next morning, like, yo, we broke up. Can you just take that down before he sees it? And uh, I got you.
2: Did you take it down? I did. Mm.
1: I did. Um, Are you going to put it back up? No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's it's over with. Like, it's cool.
2: And then there was somebody else that you talked about. Um, you be having sex with your guests. It seems like it. No, you do. You I said it.
1: I said one person.
2: Is it just one person? It was one person. Okay. So this is a business that we're running, mm-hmm. right? Are you afraid that your sexual appetite or your habits mm-hmm. can potentially like get you jammed up in business?
1: No. Because I have a ample amount of self control when it comes to women. So on camera, it it does seem that way. Like um, it seems like everybody says, almost every guest, like I know you had sex with right after that, but it don't be the case. I'm 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 just like that on camera. But once the camera shut off, I'm fine with us walking away from this situation yeah. with nothing, and we don't even have like conversation after. We don't talk. We don't. It's nothing. So I on camera, I make it seem that way. I'm more flirtatious on camera, but when the cameras turn off, now I'm back to real. I I get women. So I don't have to have sex with the women on my show. I get plenty of women. So that doesn't, I'm not um pressed.
2: Can I tell y'all something? So Jonathan, also known as Finesse, on his show, he's so confident and loud and just This boss of women, like you're telling them what you're going to get from them, Mm -hmm. what you're not going to get from them, how you're going to get it from them, when you're going to get it from them. But right now, this person that I'm sitting with is like so shy, so chill. You think I'm shy? I I do. Mm. No? Am I wrong? Am I reading this wrong? Look at you. (laughs) Okay. Are you high? Am I what? High? No. Then you're shy. You're so like. Relaxed, you got your hands crossed in your lap. Like this is not this mm-hmm. is not who I see online. A lot of people say that. Which one is you? Both. Is Finesse your alter ego? Somewhat. What's the difference between him and Jonathan?
1: Um, I'm Jonathan is just way more calm and relaxed. And I, I observe more, I listen more. Mm-hmm. Um online with finesse, um, he just He's he's everything that I think in my mind and that I just I I, I bring to life. It mm-hmm. is me. It's just it's just a part of me.
2: So finesse gets to put out to the world all of your fantasies, all of your interests, all of your desires, all of your goals. Is that basically the image that you've created through this show?
1: Yeah. Because people really don't know me for real. Unless they watch my podcast. Like, I don't, I'm not really, um, I don't talk much for real. I'm not as that person you see. Like, that's, I don't, I'm not like that in real life.
2: What are you like in real life? I'm
1: just like this, calm, collective.
2: Talk, take me through, like, an average day for you. What do, What does Jonathan do on an average day? Or maybe you're finesse. I don't know. But what do you do on an <laughs> average day?
1: I wake up, um, do the normal things, uh, <laughs> I work out, Mm -hmm. Uh, I work on content, I work on my next episodes. Uh,
2: If I had to guess like your personal life, in my mind, and my imagination, I just see women everywhere, every day. You wake up, you have breakfast, you have women.
1: Breakfast and women. I don't even, one, I don't eat breakfast Mm -hmm. and two, I barely have sex.
2: (laughs) What does that, what does barely mean? Because barely is relative.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that my mind is not filled with, you know, just trying to get the next woman to have sex with. Um, even the women that I even have sex with, I make them like wait. Like I don't I'm not just because this my sex is like <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously.
2: <laughs> my sex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I understand what sex does. Um Tell
2: us about your sex though. You were going somewhere with that.
1: Wouldn't you like to know? Um, (laughs) I just have really good sex. And then I'm not saying that I'm the best or I have like.
2: Somebody else told you that you do.
1: I mean, I just go off um, how people react to it. Okay. And um, so like with women, I I try not to have sex with them so fast because I I want them to get to know the real me. Because if you're judging me based off of or you're just going after the guy that you see on the Internet, you just like me for that. And. Mm I would rather have some. I would rather someone know me for real, and when I have sex with people, they cling on to me. And mm-hmm. then if I have sex with all the women that I talk to, that's ten women all trying to get time, attention, affection. I, I don't got enough energy for it.
2: You know, um, women will attach to men who don't have good sex too. Like it's just a thing. Women are emotional, so mm-hmm. they can make themselves enjoy an experience. It doesn't necessarily mean that it was good though.
1: So wouldn't you be attached to the emotions before sex or sex just opens the door for it heightens you? it
2: for sure. It definitely even, heightens even
1: it. bad sex. Little shrimp sex.
2: Basic sex. Basic sex. Basic sex. Are we, basic. I'm not saying I,
1: I'm not I'm not saying I'm the best. I think that with my sex I'm I'm really affectionate and I pay attention to detail. So um
2: I think you're that way outside of the bedroom too though. I think You, based on what I get, I think you're incredibly charming. Mm -hmm. You're probably a finesser. (laughs) You wine and dine. Mm -hmm. You're going to show a good time. Women will fall for that. Mm -hmm. And then the sex is just like this physical energy exchange that keeps them around.
1: I'd rather keep it in the beginning. I I would wine and dine you and it'd be okay with not having sex with you. Mm. I'm cool with just having friends. Um, Brie,
2: real quick, can you go on Open Table and see Reservation for Two, like, Because you'd wine and dine, no sex. Wine
1: and dine, no sex.
2: Reservation for two. Let me know what's up for like 8 o'clock. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client I'm knife divine posture <laughs> i'm just messing with him stop because that's gonna be the clip that reese pulls out of this whole episode <laughs> anyway so yeah i got you being like super charming your gift giver you be buying stuff no what mm-hmm. cancel brie don't, look. don't not, look
1: not saying that i won't buy stuff but uh, i come across too many women to be buying stuff if it ain't real then why would i buy you anything
2: is anything real with you yeah. can anything even be real with you
1: Mm, at this point, I don't think so. No, I'm I'm here for a good time.
2: Do you think that that's you from here on out, or do you think that's you in the season that you're in right now?
1: It's just it's now. It's just how I got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm this way with women in relationships because it's going to affect my work. Mm. And I don't want to be filtered. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be censored. I don't want to have to hold my tongue back oh. when it comes to me producing my content. So, so you
2: want to be free to create like thought like content? Yes. Without a woman over your shoulder? Yes. What if you got a woman who understood that this is just for the camera?
1: Um, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. She could say that, mm-hmm. um, but the way that I am with women, could you could you be okay with that? Mm-mm. That's what I'm saying. So like,
2: <laughs> but that's just me. There's right. so many other women out there who. I know plenty of women who would be okay with that.
1: I, w- I had conversations with women that, that would say that, yeah, I mean, I get that. That's your work. Mm-hmm. And then they'll see a clip of me with someone they was on, like, a, a, a TV show with. and Like, why would you do that? And, like, yeah. you know I work with this woman. and But you just you just understood the assignment. So what, why is it a problem now? It don't matter who it is. So it ain't like I'm I'm taking it any further. I'm making you – well, their issue is I'm making them look crazy on the Internet.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, so it's not even the conversation. Like, if it were me, right, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't even necessarily be the conversations that you have because for me, to me, it's no different than acting. Like actors mm-hmm. and actresses who have to do far more mm-hmm. with people and deal with it. However, you're not acting. I'm not. These are not actresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not acting anyway. You might be acting. But
1: that's how I approach it.
2: And the moment that somebody like what you said the other girl did jumped over the sofa to like pull you in close and mm-hmm. kiss your face. I'm behind the camera like, what's up? Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> no, for real. So I can get that that maybe I wouldn't be into it. But there are plenty of women. Like if you explain it, like, look, I'm producing a show.
3: Mm hmm
2: just like anybody else would produce a show. Sometimes there's sexy content. Sometimes there's sexual conversations. Sometimes there's gestures like physical contact. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to a woman who was open and okay with that?
1: Yep. But then again, no, because I, I have to date. I have to, um, I have to have different conversations with women for it for me to be this way so I could have content to produce. So like every week when I go in there and I speak, it's just my monologue. I'm going over my week of what I've been through in life with women or whatever, with friends, and the, the more people that I run across, the, the more conversations that I have, the more situations that I have, it, it allows me to express myself uh, very authentically.
2: So basically what you're saying is your dating life, your sexual life, all of your... <laughs> This is market research for you. <laughs> it's giving Pretty you much. content. Yeah. This is market research. Yep. Do you like attention? I feel like you thrive off of attention.
1: I could do without.
2: You could do without. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I remember seeing you on, I think it was the social proof podcast when your Instagram page got hacked mm-hmm. and you were, you were completely different than two. You were a completely different person. Like, it was like your superpower had been taken away from you Mm. because you lost this page. And I remember you saying something like you weren't even motivated to post content. Like you post content like five times a day. Mm -hmm. You weren't motivated to post content because on your backup page, you weren't getting the same Mm -mm. attention and engagement (laughs) Mm -mm. as you were on the main page. I think a lot of what you, I think a lot of what you present to the world is like this kid who craves attention
1: I know how to, I just know how to get attention. Mm-hmm. So, but most I be in the house a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I when it's time, when the camera turns on, when I go out to the club, I know how to get attention, and then I just use attention for what I need it for. So I don't. It's like half and half. Um, like let's just say for example, like my birthdays, all the attention be on me. I don't like all that attention. I'd rather be by myself. I go take a, a trip out the country by myself. I don't need the attention for real, but I know that I, I possess the power. Mm -hmm. and I know how to like play around with it so you know
2: how to monetize it and that's the name of the game for you Mm -hmm. what happens when um what's the next step like you got the podcast you had the apparel you Mm -hmm. have the apparel then it grew into a podcast like where's the growth from this
1: I plan on being like the biggest ever in entertainment how Moving on to movies, moving on to shows, hosting award shows. I Are s-
2: you producing these movies?
1: Uh, I will probably produce my own, my first few. Um, that's what I, That was. That was what I was doing before I got into podcast. I was in film and photography, so I already got the background.
2: Show me something that you.
1: I ain't got nothing right now. I
2: want to know. Well, <laughs> set the scene up for me because I'm scared of what you're producing.
1: Well, I mean, I'm producing for the the audience is not for me i know mm-hmm. what people want to see um it's not going to be probably about women it's probably going to be about my my life story about my case mm-hmm. what i had to go through when it when it was like prison and the after like building a brand but mostly about like that fraud situation mm-hmm. because it's it's not talked about enough
2: how long were you in prison
1: uh, three years total
2: okay i mean that wasn't bad i guess any time in prison is terrible yes how was that experience for you
1: uh f- it was life changing it made me realize who I was. It gave me a lot of time to sit and think of me and then think of who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really worked on myself. I've read a lot of books. I worked out a lot and I had this vision for myself. Like when I get out, this is what it's going to be. And then as soon as they let me out the door, that's what I went to do.
2: Why is it that it takes prison for so many people for that to be the step before you start reading and working on yourself and, Really, like, being intentional about, you know what? This is the man that I actually want to be.
1: Because now you got time. There's no distractions.
2: Mm.
1: Like, it's a lot of distractions. Like, you get women, which is number one for for men, mm-hmm. and then trying to actually find a way in life, trying to make money. That's another distraction. So you really can't think. That gave me a lot of time to think. I thought of this whole brand sitting in prison. It, it gave me time. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that going in. like I was in and out of jail as a juvenile anyway, so I knew what to expect. Mm -hmm. so going in I was like you know I'm not gonna waste no time I'm going to actually get something from this I'm not going to look at this like you know a loss in life it's just going to be a lesson Mm -hmm. something I really just had to go through to really so if I wouldn't if I never went to prison I probably wouldn't be sitting right here it wouldn't Mm. be a podcast
2: what years did you spend in prison
1: the what 2017 18 19
2: so you're fresh out yeah. I mean, you're fresh out and into the, into the brand. Obviously we're a couple of years later, but you literally hit the ground moving as soon as you got out.
1: It was actually 2020 when I got out the halfway house. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And so let's talk about that. Cause that's so important. So many people like to blame like their past circumstances and things that they've gone through on why they can't mm-hmm. do something. And somebody in your same situation would be like, yo, I spent a whole lot of time in prison. I spent a couple of years there. I have to, it's going to take some years for me to get acclimated and, you know, back into society. Mm-hmm. How were you able to just jump right into it? Like, walk me through. What What was your first step?
1: Well, I had money. That was um, a major factor. I had money buried. And can you say uh, that?
2: Yeah. Okay. From what? Allegedly, I mean, could be lying. <laughs> Where'd you get the money from?
1: Um, from my past dwellings. Mm, um, okay. So yeah. the things that I was doing. Um, but I was doing more than just fraud, so it wasn't just all that. But money I saved up before I went to jail, I put it away. I couldn't trust nobody with it. And um, when I got out, I had a plan. I had this notebook filled with ideas and strategies and everything that I wanted to do, and I just stuck to it. Mm-hmm. I just had a plan, so mm-hmm. you know, people get out and they don't have a plan. People don't have plans, period. You know, I had like a roadmap to like, okay, this is what's going to be, and I didn't even know what a podcast was, and I know I wrote it down within the list of things that I wanted the brand to be a part of, or I wanted to be a part of the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I was motivated, mm-hmm. like I was, I was down bad. For three years, I, I needed to shine. Like, I was used to being this person of light and being in jail. They kind of took that away from me. You know, like, I had no identity. You know, like, we all wore the same clothes. Everybody was, like, you know, alpha male. And, you know, I let people be them. You know, I didn't need to be the person that ran everybody. You know, I usually run people, right? You know what I'm saying? like You're I an ran, alpha male, too. I would think so. Or I don't know, Sigma. I don't know what I am.
2: <laughs> Sigma. He said Sigma, Omega. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I know a lot of people I'm a I'm a leader and a lot of people follow me. They they they're I can sway people really easily. And in prison I, I didn't want even people to see that. I didn't want people to know who I was for real because I make a lot of friends and people like gravitate towards me and I feel like um I'm too given, too generous, and I feel like people's gonna use me in there. And I, didn't, and I was at a point like I was just giving shit away like oh you need you need some food oh I bet right, let's go I'll I give you $100 worth of stuff mm-hmm. I was just that person I was like Yo, I don't I don't want to be that mm-hmm. I was like that on the street and the people used me and I don't want to be like that in prison mm-hmm. so I was really kind of like had a wall up in prison even when I got out I still had a wall because people um, people just showed me their true colors yeah. like you would I would think that the things that I'd done for people they would return the favor but people switched up on me and then now I had to be this person now I don't I don't want too many friends. I don't want too many people in my life because people would fuck you over.
2: Yeah. I think that that has a lot to do with how you deal with women. Like a lot of it um, is associated with you feeling like somebody's going to fuck you over. Like somebody's going to take advantage of you, use you, not be genuine. So the same way you had that thought in prison and you put this wall up, I think you have that wall up now. I do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want love.
2: No, that's not true.
1: No, no, no. I would. I do want it, but it is, I'm not. I'm not open to it right now. Uh uh-huh. Just not. It's not for me.
2: So I remember um, you put a post up on Instagram and you said something similar, like I don't want love. Mm-hmm. And then like that was like your morning post, and then your afternoon post was like I just want love. And I commented and was like, you don't want love. Mm-hmm. You think you want love. Mm-hmm. Because the type of woman that's gonna that that you're talking about in this particular um, clip is gonna require you to step your stuff up, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, no, seriously, I want love. Mm-hmm. You just don't get do you know what you want?
1: Yes, I know what I want. Of course everybody wants love. I want love, but I can't allow that in my life right now. So like when when love comes, I just run. So I, I want it, but I run away from it.
2: Who loves you right now? Who loves you the most?
1: The person that loves me the most, Mm. maybe my sister. Your sister. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I have an ex girlfriend. Like she's like a best friend of mine, Mm -hmm. but I don't. I don't treat her properly. So maybe I don't know. What
2: What does that mean?
1: (laughs) Um, like she wants a particular situation. Like she wants this life, kids, marriage. She yeah. wants to be back with you,
2: mm-hmm. okay?
1: But um, I can't.
2: You just mentally checked out of a relationship.
1: I cannot do it.
2: I respect it, and what I respect most is that you're you seem to be honest in these situations.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to lead anybody on. I don't want a lot of people. This is what it is right now. Like, of course, you know, when I get done working, I'll be open to it. But I do I we ever
2: get done working?
1: I will be. I need like three more years, four what more years. What does that look like? What
2: does done mean?
1: Done. I have enough money and I don't need to do anything else in life. I don't want to work. I want to travel the world. I want to have a farm. I want to live out the country.
2: How much money is enough money for you to be done? 20 million. 20 million. Mm-hmm. And then you're done.
1: 20 million with a bunch of assets. Okay. That I could pass now.
2: And then you'll be ready for a woman, mm, a relationship, a family. It don't have to
1: be that, but once I'm. Um, on the way out the door, mm-hmm. then, yeah.
2: So there's this meme that travels around social media, and I don't know how true it is. I've actually seen, like, very successful men say that I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for my wife. Mm-hmm. And there's this meme that um, is floating around that says, I asked a billionaire what his secret to wealth was, and yeah. he said- one woman. One woman. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I agree. You agree? Mm-hmm. So you're on your journey to creating wealth. You Mm -hmm. agree with that thought process, Mm -hmm. but you don't want a woman. Mm -mm. You'd rather take the long way.
1: I wouldn't say that. When the right person comes?
2: Well, see, here we go. (laughs) Is it the right person or the right time? When
1: the right situation comes, Mm -hmm. I would... I'm going to know, God going to know, and God going to tell me. Mm. So until then, I'm going to keep on pushing forward. I really believe women will help you get to the next level in life, the right person, but I don't think a lot of men, we don't choose the right one. We, we judge them based off looks, mm-hmm. not based off, you know, the other aspects. Mm-hmm. So we judging based off looks. Like, how is that going to help me get to the next level for real? Yeah.
2: What should men, I w- give them some advice right now. What should men be judging? What should be the criteria that men use to judge the woman that they want to marry and have children with.
1: Can she raise kids? And you, I mean, you're not going to know that, but like how is she with other people? Um, How are her interactions with other people? How's her attitude? You know, like, can she control her emotions when we in different situations? I didn't run across different women. Like when they get mad, you just can't control them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that'll hurt me in the long run. Right, that uh, that I could potentially get killed, shot by you getting into it with someone, and you can't control your mouth, your emotions, and now we both in a situation where we probably gonna get hurt. <laughs> so women that can that can take direction, that can listen, um, that can follow your lead. I mean, it ain't all about cooking and cleaning. It's about somebody that can a helper, a helpmate. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I need a helpmate. Mm-hmm. You know, life partner, mm-hmm. like not not a wife. I need a life partner. I'm going to have to get married with this person. I would love to, but it doesn't have to be that. I need somebody that's going to take this journey on life with me. And she understands me as a person, and I understand her.
2: Mm. Do you believe you can be monogamous? I can't be. Is that your desire? When you get to that point of, like, marriage or life partnership?
1: I would say that... um, I'm for both. If whatever makes me happy, if she makes me happy, then I don't feel like I need anyone else, but I feel like if it's something lacking, but I love her and, but it's something lacking and I I need to fill that void. My, my purpose in life is to be happy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live. I don't want to live to make someone else happy. And I'm, you know, lacking. I'm what's the word? Uh, Deficient.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. There's no way. What is the craziest thing that has happened since you've developed this, created this finesser persona? Like now you're all over the Internet. Your posts go viral every single day. Like what's the craziest encounter you've experienced so far?
1: I don't know if I have crazy encounters, but. um,
2: I've had some crazy encounters, so I know you've had some crazy encounters. I don't know. Nothing you can talk about? I don't know. Is anything crazy to you or is this all just normal It seems pretty normal. (laughs) Like women
1: beg me for sex. I mean. Beg
2: you for sex? Yeah. Ladies, if you are begging this man or any other man for sex, (laughs) I want you to stop right now. I want you to look in the mirror. I actually said this to a friend of mine. If you are to the point where you are so desperate that you are begging any individual for sex, I want you to have what I like to call the dumb, dumb <laughs> B conversation with yourself. And this is where you take your phone out, you put it in selfie mode or you go into your bathroom, go into the mirror and you look at yourself and you say, you know what? Right now, today, I'm being a dumb i I'm being a dumb B because this is not in alignment with the type of woman. Or man that I desire to be. Why am I making these dumb B decisions? How do I reverse these dumb B decisions? How do I want to be a smart woman instead of a dumb bee? If you're begging this man or any man. They being a dumb bee, How do you feel about wom- women who beg you? Like what is your thought about a woman who begs you for any intimacy? I
1: don't look at them any way. Hmm. Um, it's only because I've made it that way. And I don't and I know why they're begging for it so
2: what does that sound like? Tell me what that sounds like. Oh my like. god, <laughs> to be begged for sex. Like I, I just want to know how this conversation would go. <laughs> hmm.
1: Anyway, so no, 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 no. no, we no. Gonna, I'm gonna get into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was this one particular girl, a woman. Uh, she. When I met her, um, I got this sexual attraction from her. Like it was, it was given. Like she wanted to have sex with me, so I stated it. I said, "You want to have sex with me?" And she's like, "No, I don't." Why would you think that? I was like, "Because that's what that's what it, that's what I'm getting from you. This is what the energy. Is. I, I don't want to have sex with you, but I can read women. I know when a woman wants me or not." Long story short, <clears throat> we're not really talking or nothing like that. We're just like cool, high and by. She got my phone number. We probably like link up every now and then. Um, so one day she asked me, "Do she do I want something to eat?" She'll bring it to me. Um, she pulls up I go outside to go get the food She says he needs to come upstairs Knew that I was coming Because mm-hmm. I know She wants me We
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, <sighs> <laughs> go upstairs um, We're kicking it My friends come over We chill And end of the night like She's probably over For like an hour and a half And she says Oh I can't drive I'm too drunk You've been over for an hour You ain't drunk nothing <laughs> Alright whatever You can sleep on the couch
2: you told her she could sleep on the couch? Well,
1: she she suggested it. I sleep right here on the couch. All right, well, cool. Great. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, I need something to wear. I'll let like, you go upstairs and go get it. She went upstairs. She's like, oh, I just sleep up here. I said, oh. So I slept downstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <laughs> Y'all, already...
2: believing? Y'all believing he slept downstairs? No, no, listen. listen. Okay. This is,
1: this is, I already know where it's going, so I already make the move. Let me just lay down here and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So a couple of minutes go by. She's like, why are you laying downstairs? And I was like... Why wouldn't I? Why? You want me to come lay next to you? So what? But that's the... She's like, no, I just need... I just want some man, male companionship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. I go upstairs. I grab my sheet. I wrap it around me, and I lay next to her.
2: Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing the most right now? Because
1: I'm trying to... Like, I didn't want to kick out my house, but, like, I don't want to have sex with this woman. She's cool and all. Not saying she's ugly or nothing. Like, she's a good-looking woman. But I know, like, once I lay next to her, she's going to get real aggressive. And
2: she's already being aggressive.
1: Well, it's going to get more like mm-hmm. she's going to, it's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, I lay next to her and, um, she's like, relax. I'm like, I am relaxed. Like just, so we get to talk and she gets rubbing on my bald head. Mm-hmm. Then she gets to rubbing on my chest. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, she's pulling down my pants. Mm-hmm. And, um, I let her give me oral sex and that was it. <laughs> uh, and then she, <laughs> then after that she was like, please, like, please, on hands and knees Please Fuck me Please Why not And it's going on for a whole hour And I'm really trying to Like no, Because I know if I had sex With this woman She gonna want more From this situation That I can't provide mm-hmm. So That was it that Did you have sex with her? No Crazy right? So
2: what'd you do Had that night in? We went to sleep You just said no We're going to sleep
1: I said no we can't have sex
2: No we can't have sex do you no. still talk to her?
1: Yeah, we still communicate.
2: Have you had sex with her since? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. I thought about it. Are you eventually going to? I don't think so. Okay. No. Thinking about it right now.
1: No, I have to think about it. Would I? But I don't think I should. Just I think most women. I think some women are better as friends mm-hmm. and like business partners than mm-hmm. to have. Because if I have sex with you, <clears throat> we could. We possibly could end up friends, but you're not going to like the way that I am after we have sex. Cause I'm going to be the same exact way. Like if I didn't call you or text you before, like if we just talk sporadically before we having sex, it's going to be the same way. Unless I really, really liked you, but you just gave me the sex just out the strength of you just want to fuck me. Then it's not going to change. And now, okay, now you're going to feel some type of way. Now we're not going to talk like that. But if we don't have sex and we just keep this sexual tension be- between us, mm-hmm. we can use this energy for something else. Mm. And I'd rather have that than to have sex with a bunch of women.
2: Do you engage in business with these women or with any women?
1: I do. Um, they either, like, do work for me, want to work for me, like, in my brand, um, probably make some money together, or it could just, us just being acquaintances. I'd rather have that than us not talking at all.
2: Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you struggle to trust people like Mm -hmm. that are around you. You don't trust a whole lot of people easily. You feel like people want something from you. How does that affect you building a business? Like I'm sure you're to the point now where you need a team, Mm -hmm. like a full team and a team that you need to give some access to. Yeah. How does being you Jonathan versus finesse and this big viral image that you've created and your own personal issues or issues, insecurities around trust how is that mm-hmm. impacting you in business um,
1: I just watch people closely mm-hmm. um, I don't when it comes to business the the trust factor I don't really have to um, watch so closely because nobody's handling my money um, mm-hmm. and you're not really in my personal space mm-hmm. but when it comes to friends you know like they need something from you they need some money you know um, I just fell out with a homie about a woman, you know, like a long-time friend of mine, we fell out about a woman that he said he didn't care about and had sex with, her, and now we're not friends no more because
2: he said he didn't care about and you had sex with her. Mm-hmm. Yo, how often do you get an STD test?
1: Um not too much, not not too many. No. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but um typically what I do is I know I said this before, I really don't care. Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. You really don't care about what? What people going to say. Okay.
1: I care about STDs. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I care about STDs, um, but I practice safe sex for one, and then two, uh, I just let women go take the test. Yeah, go take the test. If you're good, I'm good.
2: You, <laughs> I'm speechless right now, but you got to know that that's not the accurate way to determine whether or not you're good, right? Well. Everything doesn't show up right away
1: yeah yeah, but, um, I mean, I do get tested, but not as often like how wh- how often should I go every 30, three months? Well,
2: with your frequency, you should be getting tested minimally every six months. My and it's frequency? not even your frequency. it's the number of women that you entertain. So whether you're having sex once a quarter or once a month or mm-hmm. once a week, you're sleeping with different women. Like we've talked about different sexual encounters here in this hour long episode. So mm-hmm. you should definitely um, at least be getting tested every six months.
1: I probably go every six months. I probably go to the doctor, but I hate the doctor so much. But now they make it easier. You can go just go to CVS, take a piss in a cup, send it off. That's way easier for me than actually going in the doctor again, like these needles in my arms and stuff like that.
2: How do you fit? So when you say you practice safe sex, what does that mean? A condom?
1: Yeah, or no sex at all.
2: Or no sex at all. Mm-hmm. So you never engage with any of these women without any type of condom. Of course I have. Okay. Because they're going to be in the comments like he's lying. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I've had raw sex. Right. And. uh...
2: Next. (laughs) (laughs) Next
1: question. So they say,
2: I think the number is like 78%, um, 78 to 83, depending on your age group, percent of the population in America is walking around with the herpes virus and doesn't know it. Do you not care about that number or? It's, it's very,
1: it's very very scary. I ain't going to hold you. It's very, very scary. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know what to say about it. Um, roll the dice.
2: <gasps> you don't mean
1: that. I mean, that's just what I'm doing though, really. like You're rolling the dice because if, shit, if you're not, if I don't ask you for your papers and what does papers actually really mean because you could show me some papers that happened two weeks ago and you would not have sex with two different people in between.
2: That's true, but at least somebody know. The way I see it is at least... Um, that person knows that this is something that you're checking for.
1: Well, I do it a full examination. Of who? Them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What you got in there? <laughs> but that's not how it works. Well, everything I mean, doesn't show up symptomatically. Well, that her- way. with herpes
1: though, you have to have you know outbreak for it to, for you to catch it. Had to have some type of contact with the open sore. So if I don't see no open sore, then.
2: So you're checking all in their mouth and everything too? Well, <clears throat> no, you're not.
1: but I'm saying herpes is like right here. No,
2: it can. <laughs> <laughs> it can definitely be on the inside of your mouth. And you're just letting women that you have no intention of sleeping with even go down on you. Rolling the dice. And if you ended up catching something, would jump. you tell?
1: I'm going to jump off my balcony.
2: No, <laughs> it's <laughs> over. <laughs> he- I, had,
1: I had this one incident though I really thought I had it right um, What do you think you had? Herpes mm-hmm. So um, I was having sex with this one particular girl Who um, had like random sex At first it was nothing but condoms And there was this one time that I slipped up And didn't use a condom So she went off to school We had sex in January She went off to school It was like May around this time She called me and was like Oh I went to the doctor I was like <laughs> Were you pregnant she's like nah um i was feeling weird so the, i got tested it and now the doctor saying that i got herpes and i was like so what you said i gave it to you she's like well you're the last person i had sex with i said so i was the only person that you had sex with mm-hmm. you had sex with nobody else in between
3: mm-hmm.
1: no you know what maybe i did you know because i have sex with a lot of women you know what oh. my bad all right let me go get tested i go to the doctor i go get tested two weeks coming back results nothing
2: you have to request specifically
1: no i got a full panel
2: Her- they give you a full panel but you have to specifically request a herpes test
1: i got a full panel and the numbers came back and said
2: the numbers came back <laughs> <laughs> numbers came Yo, back that's the first indication that you ain't getting tested enough the numbers, the numbers came, came, back. came no, back no 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 because
1: they uh it's like a it's like a percentage of some shit, shit like that so they they came back with the the info like now nah, you good and i was like are you sure Mm-hmm. they're like no it says right here I was like so I ain't got no herpes at all no you don't sir
2: so to my understanding the way that my doctor has explained it to me in the past is if they're I don't know it's something like they have to test you at the right time like that can lay dormant in your system and if there are no symptoms present you can still pass it on because it's laying dormant like the virus is laying dormant in your system and you can still pass it you could have given that girl.
1: I didn't give that girl nothing. What <laughs> what the rest of that? First of all, it's not
2: even funny, but <laughs> rest of this is not funny at all. Where
1: i at? If what a what a trail of women that You I know gave- what
2: somebody told me? Um, and I even heard somebody say this on a podcast, that if they got it, they wouldn't tell because so many people have it that they wouldn't know where they got it from.
1: Nah. I couldn't do that.
2: You couldn't do that?
1: When I when she told me that, I really thought like this woman that I had in my mind that I was going to marry. I was like, damn, I'm never going to marry this woman because I'm going to have to tell I got herpes, and she's not going for that. Mm. And no, I couldn't, I couldn't do nobody like that.
2: I want you to be more responsible, though.
1: I am very responsible. Like I don't even have sex with women back to back raw. So like that's that's another. You put rule. a
2: couple hours in it, or yeah, yeah, of, you
1: got to spread it out. A
2: Couple hours. Yeah, for sure. All right, so at least a day,
1: lady. At least at least twenty four hours.
2: Let me let you know if you're sleeping with this guy. You're good, you're in the clear because he gave you a couple of hours yeah. in between all his episodes. And I can say I can
1: say this on the internet because I'm not afraid of women turning me down because of this, because I don't really care about meeting women on the internet anyway. So I say what I say what I what I what I feel.
2: You know what level of audacity you have to have to be able to say something like that and say they still gonna come and get me anyway. <laughs> You have the most audacity, Brie. You didn't make the reservation for dinner, did you? Okay, we, right. we're not
1: having sex, right? I thought we was gonna have. I mean, dinner and that's the fact. That's that's the whole. So fact. keep the reservation. We could
2: keep the reservation. Let's do that. Wear we some sexy? You could never.
1: Never what? Never what? What?
2: Have sex with me? Are you sure? You could never have sex with any woman that I know.
1: Are you sure? I'm
2: positive.
1: Let's put a list together. <laughs> Because uh, listen, I'm telling you, you, yes, you see this right here. First what I'm of all,
2: just for clarity, I am not available in that way. But if I'm what I'm saying is uh-huh. Donnie, who is available, um, Donnie, who is available and on the market. I just I look at these women who be in your comments and mm-hmm. I don't even have to know the fact that you. Got trifling sexual behavior. I look at these comments and I think. How gross are y'all? Like, how desperate must you be? Do you hear what this man is saying? Mm -hmm. Do you hear the things that he, he's basically telling y'all that this is a pump and dump. Pump and dump. Pump and dump.
1: <laughs> but I I am this way on the internet because it's so many women after me. Oh my God.
2: Oh, so now this is security. Yeah. This is a filtering process. Yes. But in public or in person, no, you you're won't. not this way. Mm-mm. You're I'm, really a daughter. I'm a gentleman. You're a sweetheart. I'm a lover. You're a lover.
1: I am romantic. You are chivalrous. Yes.
2: You are sensitive.
1: But I don't want I don't want everybody to get that part of me. Mm. Because they would be they will fall in love with that. And I don't want women to follow. Me. I don't but want we
2: meet everybody on the internet these not days.
1: Not me. I met a woman on a flight the other a month ago.
2: She's going to look you up on the yes, internet. Yes, but
1: we have conversations before like listen. I have a podcast and what I say on this internet, I need you to not take I, I need you to just know me for me. Don't don't listen to that. Yes, I say these things and then she went to go see it anyway. She's like, I seen one clip and I, I don't think I want to see anything else.
2: But <laughs> so y'all still talk? No. Yeah.
1: No, it's because of me. Because she fell in love with me in like a week, and I was like, yo, listen. After
2: all that she saw, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to see anything else, but she f- proceeds to follow She was up. the
1: one that said that, you know what, like, I know, I, I see you for who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I won't let that internet and that stuff. But she was, she was already implementing herself in my life. Like, you know what, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I was like, hold the fuck up. I didn't, I'm not ready for that, ma'am. Like, she wanted to like, it was just too much, too fast.
2: Is it safe to say that you attract a lot of women who don't love themselves enough? No. I feel like, because I want to just say, ladies, like, love yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Love yourself. I tell men to love themselves too before they 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 get into it with these women. Love yourself first.
2: How are they not? Well, so actually, I take that back because this type of behavior this this is a demonstration of you don't love yourself enough. Who you? Because because you out here raw dogging women. Did I say that? Yes.
1: I said I c- occasionally. Who doesn't? Of course I've, I've done it. These are it.
2: randoms. These are not even people that, you, you're not in a relationship. Like, there's a difference between an established relationship, an established history. We've been doing this for some time.
1: Who said that I did Who said that I just raw dog on the first night?
2: Come on. You do. No. I have. So of the course N- I
1: have. We, we all fuck <laughs> Who up. Said
2: that? Who, Who am, said am I, I did that? Am I perfect? You never, you? Raw, you
1: never raw dog on the first night?
2: For no reason. Jeez. You're not going to get me on the first night. I could. No. No. <laughs> yo this dude is wild (laughs) this is what you you wanted (laughs) but you couldn't though okay you couldn't like I would play with guys like you for fun
1: and I would play with you (laughs) out of of pure enjoyment and then when it comes time to have sex I'm gone
2: you're gone ghost (laughs) (laughs) it would never get that far trust me it just wouldn't but no seriously I feel like there's an opportunity for you to love yourself more
1: i guess i would say i'm a risk taker and um <laughs> <laughs> i'm a risk taker um not just with sex but um just in life period but i just need to um take less risk in life mm. um, i feel that um i have this 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 shield and a uh, protection over me mm. um, not pertaining to sex sex Mm -hmm. in in it, but like not just all sex, but, um, I'm protected.
2: You're protected. Yeah. But these women ain't protected though. They are. Mm -mm.
1: Well, I mean the thing like I don't have, that's why I try to have less sex as possible. I could run through 10 women a month if I wanted to. That's
2: nasty. Isn't it? That's so nasty. It
1: sounds nasty, but it's happening. It's happening. I know like I, I have a homie that his goal a year is to have sex with like 60 women.
2: How do you build a business? Is he broke? The homie? Is he broke?
1: He ain't got that much money.
2: He ain't got no money. You cannot be out here serious about your money, serious mm-hmm. about your vision, serious about your purpose, having that kind of activity happening in your life on a monthly, weekly, daily basis.
1: I think I have another guy that, that does have a lot of women, and I'd be asking the same question. Like he make a lot of money. I'm like, bro, how do how you even have time to, to – Make money and have sex with... Like, he had sex... He sent me a new girl every other day. Mm. Yo, I got this one. We about to go out. Oh, I fucked this one last night. But he younger than me. He's like 25. He got a lot of energy. Um, But I truly believe that. Like, for the average person, you can't juggle all these women and juggle this business or try to ex- exceed, succeed in life mm-hmm. if you're dealing with all these women. And I learned that early on.
2: What's the biggest challenge you're facing in your business right now?
1: Uh... Um, processes and procedures, um, that would be it. Like, getting everything to just flow perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting employees. um, I need to make enough money to to hire more employees. Mm -hmm. I'd be feeling like the money's for me, but it's not for me. It's really for the business, for real. Mm
2: -hmm. How much money do you make? I want to know. Somebody going to hear this. Yeah, tell me. You want to whisper it? Yeah. Whisper it. Right there in that mic. How much money do you make?
1: Like twenty a month.
2: Brie, five star, better. Diamond if they can if you can sort for that. Twenty a month. That's a lot. It's enough for a diamond star experience. How, how much, much you, money do you make? I just told you. That's not how much you make.
1: It's somewhere around there. It's not it's not a lot. Not my my expectations. It's to make about a million dollars a month.
2: A million a month?
1: A million a month. Do you
2: make a million a year yet?
1: Not this year, no. I did probably, you do it last year? I did it when I was... <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing. I put a lot of energy into that, and mm-hmm. it just takes the same amount of energy into this. So yeah. I, I stopped doing that. I stopped thinking about that stuff because if I could do that, that, that wasn't an easy task.
2: Do you believe that your systems and processes and workflows will help you achieve that million dollar goal? Mm-hmm. Do you know that that's what I coach clients in?
1: We should be together.
2: You want me to help you make a million dollars?
1: You should you should.
2: I should help you make a million dollars.
1: You know that's that's going to be the woman that helps me. <laughs> you know that one woman.
2: <laughs> the woman that helps you. How old are you? Get this money. I'm 44. I need a Kruger. How? <laughs> I need a cougar. How old are you? 33. I couldn't do anything with you, sweetheart. You could. I couldn't. I could bring your youth back. I wouldn't. The youth the youth ain't gone, though. Do you see me?
1: I see you. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything with you. I, I wouldn't mean, even hook you up with my friend.
1: You're you only saying that basing off this conversation and what you see on the internet, for real. I haven't seen if, anything else. If, if I was to date one of your friends and she was to go back and report to you what it was, it would be a whole... T- Different story. It would be totally different.
2: Do you know what's gonna happen now after people watch this? What? They're gonna hear you say basically who you are on the internet is an alter ego, but the man himself Mm -hmm. is different. So they're gonna be trying to figure out ways to crack through the internet persona to get to Jonathan.
1: It's probably not gonna happen. It's an alter ego, but that's my real life. So like I'm really going through the same type of shit with women. I just, I just uh Articulated with a different way, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 way more like flamboyant with my words. Like I'm I'm just so you know what I mean. It's like damn, like do we hate women? I I be speaking about like one particular situation. Like I got on and I was like I don't need love. You thought I was gonna be one for you and this and that. Like no, nah, like I'm not I'm not with that. Mm-hmm. But that was talking to one particular person. But I, I I made it a broad statement, and people just thought I just was talking about every woman. Oh I don't, but no like it's I I look at this as a show. This is entertainment for me.
2: Is this purpose work for you or is this just a money? No,
1: this is purpose.
2: This this is purpose. This is purpose. Tell me about it.
1: It's not about the money. The money I had, I ain't make no money in 10 months, you know, like the first nine, 10 months. So it wasn't about the money. Like this is, this is for, this is to build a legacy, right? This is just to open the door Mm -hmm. for other things. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to help me live out my purpose.
2: What is your purpose?
1: My purpose is to build wealth for the next generation
2: hmm
1: That's what I'm your, here Your
2: Your bloodline or period? What do you mean period? Like the next generation. Anybody in the next generation or just? The whole
1: family. The last name Dupaton. I'm going to be the person in my family to help this last name.
2: So, you know, purpose has to be so much bigger than that. That's definitely a goal. It's mm-hmm. an aspiration. But purpose is more connected to how you can help or how you can serve or improve a massive group of people that exceeds beyond your own familial line, right, Mm -hmm. when you're operating in purpose. So, for example, my purpose is to um, not only inspire, but to activate, help people actually take action in living life by their own design, like the life that you actually desire to live, Mm In the beginning, when I started my business, it was about me making money for my mom and my daughter and and setting us straight. Right. Mm -hmm. Having money for my my daughter's children, whenever that should happen. And that's that was a goal. That was that was my personal purpose in that moment. But the purpose that God called me here for was really to be the voice of hope to however many people I can reach, hundreds of thousands so far to inspire them and beyond, inspire, and beyond the, the feeling of inspiration, but you're literally taking action. Mm-hmm. So that's why when people say, oh, you're so serious, because I'm really serious about mm-hmm. what I'm purposed to do. Like, you're not just going to sit here and be entertained. You're going to take action some type of way. So. I think
1: that um, I help a lot of men. Mm-hmm. And that is a goal, like to help men um, to navigate around women, how to deal with women, how to date, um, not to take bullshit, how to how to live in your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I preach though. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you really listen to it, like, yeah, I talk a lot of bullshit on top of that, but I have to make it entertaining, entertaining. So people can really digest what I'm really delivering for real. But mm-hmm. if you really watch it, like I'm telling guys like, yo, don't take that shit. Or, you know, like don't be having, don't be trying to deal with multiple women. Cause multiple women are going to bring you down. Don't be dealing with no lazy chick. Mm-hmm. The, the type of woman that you choose to, to, to deal with, she could either make or break you. Mm. So this is the type of stuff I'm really, preaching for real, but
2: I find it interesting. So right now in the podcast space, if you are offering any type of advice on relationships, Mm -hmm. love, sex, that's the, that's the most lucrative space to be in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are in that space and just talking a bunch of stuff, popping a stuff because they know that they can get money and they can go viral very quickly doing Mm -hmm. that. And so when I hear you talking about, um, you, you are purposed to, Help men date better and I guess accept more for themselves in these relationships. It's challenging for me to see it because that's not the life you're living. You're not. You're avoiding women. You're avoiding dating and connecting on a close level because you feel like that's just not what you desire for yourself right now. Do you have enough like experience and really giving healthy advice, or are you giving just, Jonathan's
1: advice I didn't say nothing about love I didn't tell I didn't show I didn't say nothing about <laughs> love <laughs> that's not we we feel like humans feel like you need someone mm. you don't need anybody okay you need yourself first but don't right.
2: you need love
1: you need to love yourself first okay you need to build yourself up first because if you get when we get in these situations these relationships we damaged we don't even know our damn self for real Mm-hmm. And you're trying to be with somebody else. And now this person do not know themselves either. And now now we're clashing. Now we done been in a relationship for a year, it ain't last. Or we've been in a relationship for six months. Or we've been married for a couple years and it don't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. You need to work on self first. And I'm working on self. I'm mm-hmm. working on me. I'm working on me and my business. I don't need anybody coming in between that. Now, if somebody comes in and I feel like, you know, this is the perfect situation for me and that's very understanding, then cool. But.
2: Do you think we're ever not damaged?
1: Do you ever think that we're healed?
2: I don't. I don't think that healing is a complete process, right? I Mm -hmm. think healing is an ongoing, infinite process that you'll go through for the rest of your life. I think that there comes a time where you're able to navigate through trauma or hurtful experiences that may have damaged you. I Mm -hmm. think there's a time where... You don't think about it as much. And so you're not as affected by it. Time, you know, heals some things or time makes things feel healed. Mm -hmm. But I also know that when time and opportunity presents itself and you're put back in that situation, um, it can bring back, even if you don't react, it can bring back some emotion that you may have felt connected to it. So I don't think healing is something that like closes a circle. I think we're constantly. Going through an infinite loop through a process of healing.
1: and yeah, people just love to say you need to heal. Mm-hmm. You need to heal. You got. To but how do we really heal? Yeah. Like yeah, you get you'll get a scar. You know, you'll still see this this wound. Like mm-hmm. this is what I've really been through in life. Yeah. And I've been through a lot, and I don't feel like that this version of me is is ready for a person. You know, like I still I'm still dealing with things that I, I've been through in my past. Like, my mom passed away in prison. Like I still mm. I still feel that every day, and. I don't I don't I don't think I'm ready for a person
2: when that happened were you allowed to attend her funeral no no mm-hmm. so that's a guilt that you deal with yeah yeah was your father present
1: in my life mm-hmm. somewhat he was just like a, a homie
2: is he present today
1: he's still around
2: does he know who you are and, and yeah. what you've accomplished mm-hmm. what's his thoughts
1: He's happy for me. Um, he's glad I'm not doing what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just tell me like, be careful what I say on the internet. And like you say, you say too much. Mm. I was like, it's alright. I really don't say enough.
2: Mm. You could say so much more.
1: I could say so much more. Yeah, I could really, really speak about like things that I, I really deal with in life, um, like my real, true feelings for real. But I don't, I don't want to expose that to people for real. I don't, I don't want people to get all of me for real. You want to get this portion of this finesse. But you don't deserve that.
2: Mm. Is there anybody who will ever deserve to know the full you? Maybe you. Maybe me. Yeah. People love opening it up to me. It's just I have a hypnotic rhythm. Do you know what that is?
1: I would love to find out.
2: (laughs) You have a hypnotic rhythm, too. Yeah. It is where you have this natural essence about yourself And it's almost like you get people in a trance. Mm. Um, And I I have this way of uh, anybody who gets to spend any amount of personal time with me, they never want to stop.
1: That's how it is with me. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard to break away from. And so you have to be careful when you come across people who are... A lot of people have hypnotic rhythm. They just are unaware of what it what it is and what it means. Mm-hmm. So they don't know how to tap into it.
1: I'm aware of that that's why I don't, I don't let a lot of people in. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I deal with women, but I don't let them get past a certain stage because I know it's because of like this this aura. Like I'm I'm drawing. This is just who I am. I'm, it's just real seductive, and you. This is why you really are attracted. So I get that, but it's not. You don't really love me or like me for me for real. Not yet.
2: You think you're seductive? Yeah. You're not seductive. Do
1: hmm. <laughs> you, you think you're seductive?
2: Do I think I'm seductive? Um, I've heard that I about think, myself I think before. think you are. Yeah, I've heard that about myself for sure. Um, people think, like, I have this thing. You can go back to almost every episode that I've done, whether it's here or Social Proof with a man, and I blink really, really fast, but... I just do blink really fast. I think part of that is because I wear contacts and my eyes are dry. <laughs> You've
1: been blinking slow.
2: Am I brink, blinking slow? You I were. blink a lot, though. Oh. So if you pay attention to the way I blink, mm-hmm. I have these moments where I'm blinking slowly because I'm focused on not blinking so fast because mm. I know what they're going to say in the comments. Oh, look at how she's blinking, She looking. No, I got my contacts on and they're rotating in my eyes. Um, but no, I've been told that I have a very seductive um, personality, but you didn't think so before today. Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. I didn't get that seductive side of you.
2: You didn't, no. But nobody ever really does. Do you think you get that today? Mm-hmm. You think I'm seducing you right now?
1: Not in a sexual way. Okay. I don't think you're trying to seduce me. I think you're just being in a seductive state. Or mm-hmm. in the beginning, right now, not so much.
2: Not so much seductive.
1: At first, it seemed like you were trying to seduce me. Or oh. it was just their tone of voice, you was just so relaxed and like you was blinking and looking at my eyes. It was like I do the same shit. So how does it make you feel? Um see that right there. See that that shit. <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> how does it make you feel? Um You make me feel really comfortable.
2: Are you comfortable with me?
1: Yeah, that sucked it up with yeah, that that stuff. I do the same thing. <laughs> I do it.
2: I, Just giving you what you be giving them, except I'm giving you a clean version of what you be giving them. You don't even like, I guess you'd be making them feel comfortable too because they'd be all on your couch. and.
1: I give the people what they want to see. Mm. You know, Like I have to I have to do that. I have to.
2: What do you think these people want to see right now? The people who are I, watching full transparency. What I do think, you think
1: we gave them everything they wanted. You think They th- wanted me to flirt with you. Okay. Um, did you
2: do that? You did.
1: I Go did. Ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, we going to dinner, right?
2: Did I flirt back?
1: A little bit. Said we going to dinner.
2: Are we going to dinner? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to dinner? I would. Okay.
1: I would. Um, okay. What was the question?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what did you think these people want to see?
1: Yeah. Um. Just a um a different version of me of what I'm on my podcast. I try to turn it off a little bit, but you just kept egging on and um. I try to be transparent when I'm on other people's platform. Mm-hmm. And because um, I, don't, I don't say this for real, like I don't bring up like the, the alter ego for real. Um, but uh, I, get, I think we did. I okay.
2: Think. Who wears the suits, Jonathan or Finesse? <laughs>
1: uh, Jonathan, but um, you will see me, I'm more theatrical with the suits. Like with the gloves, the hat, the matching the hat. The most. The most. The most.
2: Mm-hmm. And that works for you. Like yeah. you yeah. love it? What's the gloves about? Oh it's just fashion statement. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Just set myself apart. Like mm-hmm. I do this for real. Like can't nobody can't nobody do this how I'm doing it.
2: hmm Let's talk about as we wrap up. Tell me something that you need to be super intentional and I don't want to hear about business, like in your life as a man. Mm -hmm. In order for you to become your next best self, what's something you need to be focused on doing, changing, accomplishing on purpose? Mm.
1: What a question. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Nothing you drawing a blank,
1: Mm -mm. you know? It's coming.
2: Okay. Tell me about it. And I want the real answer, not not the fluff. I don't want the <laughs> one that you just created. I want to know that no, real No, I'm thing. really
1: thinking of, um, <laughs> I think one thing I need to really focus on is the people that's around me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's people in my past, that think they can come with me in the future. Mm-hmm. And they don't deserve it they don't belong in the future and
3: mm.
1: a few people are, are weaving they, themselves out. I don't have to do it. I like get certain situations that come about and you know what you ain't for me. Mm. And, and I'm okay with letting people go. Like maybe that's the issue for me. Like maybe I'm just, I, I treat people like they're disposable. Um, but some people just ain't meant to go. And some mm. people will drag you down. And if I, if I do have the wrong people around me, then I probably won't make where I need to go. Um, also myself, um, I need to be harder on myself because right now like it seems like I'm doing really good on the internet, but I feel like I'm a little lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I could do way more than what I'm doing. I need to put a lot more time into um, like self-development. Uh, if I'm going to be this person, then I need to like start educating myself on different levels.
2: If you're gonna be this person, so is I it mean, optional? No,
1: sorry. Well, I'm saying like me telling myself like yeah. um I need to really be this person. Mm-hmm. I need to really hone in and um be me at my highest level. And what does that look like? Not just, you know, like mentally, physically, like spiritually, I need to be like this this whole rounded person. Mm-hmm. And it's a work in progress.
2: Yeah. Have you ever had a coach? Business coach? Mm-mm. Life coach? Mm mm. Like, all BS aside, I would love to coach you through that process. I was going to call you. Were you? Mm -hmm. What happened?
1: Bullshit. Mm -hmm.
2: So maybe that's your first step. This is what I do. And I work with a lot of people like you. Like, there's somebody, seriously, who's watching this that sees themselves in you. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, they are either at right now or coming on the back end of who you were five years ago. And they're just at the start of their journey. They're fresh out of something, whether it's prison or trauma or, you know, something that has held them back out of an environment, whatever that is, they're Mm -hmm. fresh out and they're looking at you right now. And I think it's so important for you to really be the best version of who you are supposed to be, Mm -hmm. because it's not just about rich and unemployed. It's not just about being finesser. It's not just about the podcast and being entertaining, Mm -hmm. but there's somebody who's saying, yo, this is somebody who has been through what I've been through, or there's even a woman who's saying these women that he's talking about, I've been them. And I Mm -hmm. keep attracting guys like that. And they're looking at you and they're learning something to say, you know what, let me do this differently. Let me, let me approach this a different way because I just learned something. And I really think like all the funny stuff, all the toxic stuff aside, Mm -hmm. you, if you answer could have a calling on your life that, through your way, this you're delivering your way through your way of delivery. People can really learn how to be better people. They can look at what you're, who you're interviewing, and what you're portraying. And they, there can really be a teaching moment in that. Like, it was toxic. It was entertaining, but hopefully, you got from it like this ain't what you want. This is this isn't the life you want. This isn't what I would want for my daughter. Would you want your daughter to be like the majority of the women that you have on your show? Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: no way possible
2: no way possible so it's it's a perspective shift it's like this is what I put out this is my way of getting my voice out there but the whole point of it is to expose you to things that ain't really what you want
3: mm-hmm.
2: but there's so many people who can connect there's so many young girls who want to be only fans models they're they're not aspiring to be businesswomen. They're not aspiring for college. They're not looking for jobs. They understand that they have big booties and boobs and their vagina works. And they're looking at people like who you interview. They're looking at these influencers online and they're, they're thinking that this is glamorous and this is the fast way. <laughs> and you have an opportunity here, Jonathan. Jonathan. You have a strong opportunity to answer a bigger calling, but to do it your way. you don't even have to change anything up.
1: That's my next step though.
2: Mm-hmm. Coaching. Coaching mm-hmm.
1: being a being being a leader of a, a clan, a tribe mm-hmm. which I already have it you know people come to me for advice all the time. Um, that was my next goal. Mm-hmm. I was gonna call you I, I did your Friday um, challenge.
2: Mm, That was like two years ago. Was it? Dang, two years? Yeah, that was like a year and a half ago. For sure. A year and a half. So, yeah, no, we we really should talk about it because you right now are every aspiring influencer's dream. This guy went to prison. He went to prison for fraud. Normally, this is somebody who nobody would trust him. Nobody would want to be connected to it. But... You have like this cult-like following. You have this hypnotic rhythm. You have this charm. You look great. You're marketable. You're incredibly marketable. Dateable, too. (laughs) You're not dateable. If anything, you're not. (laughs) is dateable, okay? You're not dateable. Uh I would not recommend. Y'all don't be in the comments talking about how cute he is. I'll be reading comments and stuff on his stuff and these women just be throwing it at them. Do be something different. Like what I want you guys to do right now is identify a portion of yourself that came from Jonathan. Like what are you what are what's the trauma that you're attached to? What's some negative past circumstance that you need to overcome that you're blaming your current situation on? But you need to say, you know what, I'm gonna take ownership of this and I need to do something different. Are you connected to laziness? Could you be a little bit better? Like Every single person that you see on Full Transparency, you're going to be able to see a part of who you are or a part of something that you've struggled with. And you'll be able to see things that you don't want to be in ways that you don't want to be and how you're going to get past it and overcome it. And I think you are the epitome of like overcoming circumstances, Mm -hmm. becoming something great. Like you're a superstar for real. Thank you. You are. You know that, right? I try to stay humble. Do you know it, though? Mm-hmm. You know, you're I mean, but not even what you've done today. Mm-hmm. What you've done today is nothing compared to your next three to five years. Mm-hmm. You're a superstar and you got to you got to cash in on that in a big way. We got to get your systems and your processes and your workflows together. But the important thing for you right now is to capitalize on the momentum that you have. Like you should already be on your next best move and capitalizing on this momentum. Doing it. Mm-hmm. OK, staying away from women. Not true. You. Connecting like closely more business with. Wise, I mean, business wise, I meant. Business wise, I got you. More regular um, physical health checkups?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna change it from every three months.
2: You're gonna do it every three months? Mm hmm. Okay. And also uh, treating women better? Yeah. Are you committed to that?
1: Uh, the treating women better part, I don't know. Maybe I just, I'm gonna just stay away from women.
2: Yeah, well, you're not gonna stay away from women. Just like, treat them better.
1: But how? If I treat them better, that means.
2: Be more responsible.
1: I treat my friends really good. My friends,
2: your women friends,
1: women friends, non-sexual,
2: non-flirtatious, non-sexual, non-smack on the behind.
1: Flirt with. I, I think me flirting with women just makes women feel good and wanted. So it's not just it's real talk because they don't get that enough. And I think when it comes from me and they know it's really nothing.
2: You flirting with women makes them feel good. It's what they need. Mm-hmm. So it's your contribution to the world. To God. Yo, get the F out of here. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell these people where to find you, Jonathan. You can
1: find me at Donnie's Crib. <laughs> 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 and if you don't see me there, look, you can catch me on Instagram, finesse's only club, um, Richard Undeployed on YouTube, on, on all social media, websites. I mean sites. Um you can catch me on these streets too.
2: Catch him in the streets. And that is another episode, you guys, of full transparency. I want you to comment uh, what Mm -hmm. I asked you to comment about before. Number one, what's your biggest takeaway? Tell me your biggest takeaway from today's episode. What do you need to work on? What do you need to be more intentional about? What is something that you need to do better? Like I talked to Jonathan, you need to do better with these women. You need to do better with your own physical health. You need to do better with planning for your next move and operating on purpose. What can you be better at now? If there's anybody who has given us a transparent conversation, it is Mr. Finesser himself.
1: I did too much today.
2: You did too much? Oh my God. I'm so excited. You know, I just want you to know that I'm not responsible for the clips that. get I listen
1: that clip about the condoms and sex and um, <laughs> I was just playing. <laughs> it's a joke. Reese,
2: did you document that moment? Oh we my got that god! One? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not responsible alive. for the clips that get posted, but I definitely am going to post them, and I'm going to enjoy every single one of them.
1: I'm going to enjoy them. You know, I don't really care about the you know the, the statements, the backlash, whatever. It, it's all entertainment for me. So for sure. Good comments, bad comments, all publicity, good publicity. I'm cool with all of it.
2: Take us out, uh, leave us, close us out with a word. I want you to speak specifically to a person who is a previous version of themselves. And right now they're on the fence. They're one foot in of achieving or going for a better life. And they're one foot, could be going one foot back into they're not so great life. They could mm-hmm. be going back to prison. They could be going back to the street life. They can be going back to the strip club. They can be going yeah. back to something that doesn't serve them. Talk to that person. Give them some advice on what you would, you would do.
1: I would say, man, listen, the, 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 the same amount of energy that it takes to do any illegal activities, um, it's the same amount of energy that it takes to do legal things. I've been on both sides of the field and i've learned that doing those type of things you'll never really be comfortable you'll really never be satisfied and to to have to to have to look over your shoulder that's terrifying for me i can't i can't live that life no more so you need to look at your life and see where you want to be and what you're doing right now is it taking me there i don't know what you're doing i don't know what you're into but you have a bigger purpose you know i find my purpose you know in in a in a place where you know, some people may not ever go, but I had to go through that to get here, and you gonna have to go through a lot of bullshit in life to get where you're trying to get to. But you got to focus, focus on self. Take yourself out the environment that you're in, because being in an environment that, that's that's um, toxic, that's that's gonna drag you. Because if you if you're seeing the same thing every day, like I hung around guys that wasn't about shit for real like all we did was talk about the same things I hung around drug deals I hung around scammers that's all we talked about that's all I knew but once I started putting myself in different circles different environments um, my mindset changed the amount of money that I thought I could make changed like um it motivated me and you're gonna need some motivation you're gonna need to separate yourself from the bullshit so let's not play with life Mm. like not play around. We don't know how long we got left on this earth. Don't play. Like
2: you know what? I wanted that to close us out, but as you were speaking, I feel like you're the perfect person to also speak to the woman, the woman who is leading with so low self esteem, mm-hmm. the woman who is struggling to value herself, the woman who is leveraging her vagina more than she is her brain. Like, give us some. Empowering words for that woman.
1: Listen here, <laughs> you are more powerful than you think. Your mind is way powerful than your vagina. Honestly, your you, it's not your body; it's what's in your mind. So, um, you know, I, I, I've run across a lot of women that that think that their body and their their vagina is the way the way to a man's heart. You need to you need to reevaluate that. You need to focus on. What can you produce out of your mind? How can you use your other attributes to to get further in life? Um, stop trying to use a man for what he has. You know, t- try to bring something to the table. Try to really uplift the man. Um, it, it's so much more that you can do with your mind than your your, your vagina. <laughs> 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 um, I, I deal with a lot of women. I've run across different type of women and. I feel like when you put a price tag on sex you lower your value mm. and um you you'll never really you'll never find what you're really looking for when you have that 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 stain like talking the way you talk looking the way you look you could just look like Donnie here you know still sexy still smart making money and ain't have to show a had had to get an ass shot in sight. Look at not that. Not one in sight. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, love yourself because I'm not saying that you don't, but that's what it looks like on the outside. Like you got to love yourself. Like you don't got to do all these surgeries and you ain't got to do none of that. I love women naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to look at, but I love women naturally. Natural hair, natural body, natural everything, mm-hmm. and all men do. So you don't have to change your body. Some women say, "Oh, it's not for the man," but now you're gaining all this attention for this man, for men, and now you know how to handle it.
2: Facts. Moral of the story, you guys. Moral
1: of the story, call me.
2: <laughs> call <laughs> Finesse, but if you're really serious, ladies, love yourself. Men, love yourself. This has been another amazing episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share this, and don't forget to comment with your favorite takeaway from today's episode. I will see you
0: next week. We are out. Out.